Every day, you make decisions that affect you and the people you care about. So do your elected officials. That's why elections are so important, because you are picking the leaders who will make choices that directly impact you and your community. Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased election information, whether you're registering to vote or learning more about your local candidates. Your vote is your megaphone. Use it to pick the leaders you trust. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on Election Day. Moving forward. Let's get into the thick of it. I haven't talked to you since before the primaries. Uh, you know, what's what's uh, what's your take on all that? Uh, you know, did you get everything you wanted in more? Or what's your feelings about, like, the turnout in general? Well, you know, as always, primary turnout is lower than we might uh, think of as ideal. But I did really well. You know, I came uh, within, I think, 1,500 votes of my opponent who, you know, ran in the last election. So he had a pretty good leg up on name recognition. Um, but we've, you know, pulled ahead on that. We're really getting a lot of response and a, a lot of support from the community and some donations to, you know, help us get advertising. So hopefully you'll hear my radio ads, uh, you know, on some of the local radio stations and, people can learn a little bit about me that way. Right on, right on. Well, you know, uh, if you email that over to me, I'll gladly put that right in the middle of this episode so people can hear it and it can inform them as well. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, so we're now in the home stretch and, you know, we're not just staring at the votes that we know we're going to get, but still in that range of, all the undecided voters, the people who have yet to mail in, the people who may or may not show up on the day, what do you got to say to them? Well, I, I think we all need to think about what's at stake. You know, our community is really at a pivotal time. We're, you know, coming out of the pandemic crisis. We're in the midst of a housing crisis. And we're in the beginnings of a climate crisis. So we really want to elect leaders who are going to, you know, take care of our community because there's a worldwide water shortage going on. There's a lot of, uh, you know, water uh, purveyors around the world who are trying to buy up bag lands and water because, unfortunately, in this kind of climate, we may end up with challenges, you know, to have food and fresh water supply. And a lot of this concerns me because I think that, you know, people have kind of forgotten about the climate piece of the equation. And we're very focused on our housing crisis. And they're, you know, all candidates will tell you they want housing. But think about and ask questions. I would tell the voters to ask questions about how will that candidate get you that housing because if we continue the programs of the past where we're building 80 percent market price housing and only 20 percent of each development is affordable housing uh, we would have to build 25,000 homes just to get the 5,000 affordable homes that our uh, comprehensive affordable housing plan prescribes so that takes a lot of water 
leading us back to the the climate, water, housing, food nexus, you know. So we really need to elect leaders who can do complex problem solving, multidimensional. And I think that's where I come in as an environmental scientist with a lot of analytical capacity for, you know, any kind of problem solving, but especially when we start to get into agriculture, environmental health and safety, uh, things like that. We, uh, more than taking water out by drilling new wells, you know, uh, my opponent wants to drill new wells in Haiku and bring the water to south and central Maui. And that's really based on a full build-out scenario that we even need that water. And my um, approach is more, let's do the things that puts more water into our aquifers, like, uh, you know, watershed restoration, reforestation, wetland restoration. I think all of those are important to our future. Uh, I read an article yesterday that the rainfall, um, you know, at, in West Maui Mountains has fallen from 400 inches a year to 200 inches a year. And that's our main source of water supply. So that's a big concern that we may be facing even more water shortages than what we're already having. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that there's there's not enough thought about the long-term impact of things, you know, for the places that I've been, the people that I get to meet, you know, I try to shake a lot of hands with the working class and and lower educated class, which is, I mean, in this day and age, because of America's, you know, <laughs> information and schooling system, it's, it's variant and low. Um, and I feel that there's a lot of disconnect from the, like, how it gets to your cup. Or how it gets to your right? table, and then and then so people disconnect. Like, well, why do you need to think about like watershed when putting in new houses? Right, right, and it's all you know. There's different kinds of education. You know, there's the kind I have that's the Western model of academic education, science, technology, engineering, that kind of stuff. But there's also that natural scientist and natural engineer of the Hawaiian culture and the wisdom that we can gain from that. And, but I think that in both of those arenas, people have lost touch. So, you know, getting back on the land, getting your hands in the soil, um, you know, working with the waterways, uh, you know, educates our whole community. And at the same time, our county government has put everything into silos as if water supply, wastewater treatment, stormwater, water infrastructure, as if those are unrelated things, you know, and they are related and they're also related to our planning process by which we decide where we're going to develop and build housing and other things. And I think that's where the big disconnect is, is between our natural worlds and especially our water um, and our, you know, governmental and planning processes and policies. So we need more integration of those kinds of issues. Right on. So, um, Beyond the, the, the discussion of, of housing and environment, do you feel there's there's anything that really needs to be touched on right now that are not enough people have been asking about or you feel you can provide to inform them better? 
Well, I think the diversified economy, you know, when we first uh, got the the shock of coming out of the shutdown, you know, we went back in time in a way to a time where our island was less crowded. You know, we only needed half as much wastewater treatment capacity. The fisheries and the uh, marine life were coming back. And, you know, when we came out of that, there was a lot of focus on tourism and managing tourism because of what we had just experienced. But I think people are already forgetting that. And, you know, where I live in Kihei, the tourism is coming back with a vengeance and is really an imposition on our quality of life. And we are, our number of visitors does exceed what has uh, been prescribed by the Maui Island plan. So I think it's really great that our current progressive council has made a lot of progress on all of these matters, but I think diversifying our economy is where we really need to put a lot of focus. There's a lot of ideas out there. I think it's uh, something that would warrant more input from the community on how our community sees diversification happening. Uh, agriculture is clearly part of it. I think we could do more with biofuels. I think we could do more with growing our own building materials and overall trying to establish a circular economy where the products that we're bringing in don't have waste they have an optimum usual, you know, useful lifetime and that we're not just importing things to fill up our landfill, that we have more products that start here and are designed to not produce waste and stay here. And then the money also stays here. So that's what really helps diversify our economy. Purchasing local food is a huge part of that and where we can start right now. But that economic development takes more than only farmers growing food. Farmers need help with the business end of the farm. They need help with infrastructure, like, you know, we need processing facilities, we need commercial kitchens, we need refrigerated storage. So uh, there's a lot of things that could do, we could do to further our local food supply. So, you know, those are some of the things I think about. I also think about, you know, the remote work environment. We had during the shutdown, our state government actually subsidized remote workers to come live on Maui and, and work in their jobs, wherever those jobs might be. And I'm like, why don't we flip that? Why don't we reverse that? Why don't we invest in recruiting companies who need remote workers to hire our people here on Maui who mm -hmm. live here. Uh, and, and so we can, in a sense, import jobs through the remote work environment that now exists. It was a very small thing before the pandemic, but now it's a pretty big part of the workforce. So there's opportunity there. And then one other thing I've thought of, um, based on my experience with my own business, I have a, a consulting firm, Water Quality Consulting, and I have been trying to get my um, woman-owned business certifications from the Small Business Administration, and NEDB has some good programs to help small business owners with that, but uh, Native Hawaiians, disabled veterans, woman-owned businesses 
can get these certifications and then get on that federal contracting gravy train, you know, and bring money into our island that way. There's a lot of federal work that happens in Hawaii. And for the most part, they're importing consultants, scientists, engineers, and other businesses too, you know, cleaning supplies or, you know, stuff for the commissary, whatever they need. All of that's uh, largely getting imported from mainland firms. So if we could support business owners in getting those certifications, then we can, you know, diversify our economy by, again, kind of importing federal money to support our businesses here and then hiring local people and keeping that money here. Right on. Well, um, you know what? I'd, I'd love to touch on it a little bit because, uh, you know, I talked about it with Jordan. Uh, I haven't talked about it enough with the other candidates in the Hui, but like, um, I, but I think it's important to bring up because it shows that there, there was, there was enough effort in the community, no matter like minor differences or views on politics, because I, I think a lot of you guys like not to call progressive a dirty term, but knowing that the other side of the fence likes to flip terminology, but I I'd really like some help in showing like the, the, the breadth and the difference and the, the cooperativeness of the Onipa group that you're a part of right now, what that is doing to come together and, and, negotiate resources from every every point of view in the community and and use everyone's manao yeah it's been it's a movement the the hui is the eight candidates themselves it's not a pack or a super pack or you know any other endorsement it's the eight of us working together as a team in the same way that we would need to work together as your county council so i felt like you know we're saying we are your council. We're here to work together. And what I loved about the outreach to the community, we did the community district tours. And this was an offering to our communities. It was, you know, these great um, get-togethers. People told us it reminded them of a baby luau or a, a wedding reception because we went to a lot of trouble to let the community know that we welcome them. We had, you know, Shane Sinensi and, and people that live in the wetter part of the islands collecting flowers. We made, you know, with our own hands, the candidates, these beautiful flower arrangements. And for those who don't know, Shane Sinensi has some real talent in that area. He made some beautiful arrangements. And then Auntie Terry and Auntie Lala, um, you know, did, donated their time and made these wonderful meals that we served to the community. We had beautiful Hawaiian music. And then we created this documentary called uh, Onipa'a 2022. Onipa'a means to be steadfast, you know, to stay the course, to continue the progress. And we felt that the voters, the community, really wasn't seeing what's at stake if we lose the progressive if you want to call it that. But if we lose the current thinking of the majority yes. that's on our council right now, what we have to lose. You know, there's been real progress on 
housing, on the environment, on the economy, on locally grown food, on getting control of our water supply. Um, all of that progress could be lost with the wrong council. If we have the council who, um, you know, has the concept, as our opponents do, the concept that the you know, the planning says this is the area where you can build. They view that as we need to build that out 100 percent, which isn't the case. And then they also have the view that, oh, if we build it out 100 percent, we don't have enough water. So we need to go drill wells and take more water out of our aquifer. And my viewpoint, that's demand driven, you know, and the Onipa'a candidates are more we need to look at what our limitations of our supply are and we need to stay within a sustainable uh, range. And again, like I said earlier, not only be sustainable, but be uh, restorative, regenerative. You know, our systems are pretty depleted by 130 years of, you know, plantations and ranching. And so we need to, you know, restore those ecosystems so that we, continue to have a water supply going into the future and local food supply. And then we don't have to worry about if the tourists don't come or if the global supply chains fail or anything like that, we will be taking care of our own. And that's what the Onipa'a candidates stand for. Also for, you know, our quality of life in our communities, um, taking care of our houseless citizens, taking care of our mental health, that's another crisis we're having. You know, our mental health workers are on strike because there's so few of them and there's such a great need in the community. And, you know, our suicide rates are going up. There was youth suicide on Molokai. There was a suicide in the prison just this week. And we know, you know, all of the science tells us that stressors like the pandemic, stressors like, you know, these economic turns, whether they're up or down, they're pretty dramatic and stressful for people. Uh, climate things like floods, wildfires, droughts stress people. And uh, even stressful jobs have been found recently to, you know, cause mental health problems. So all of those things together are happening to us now. So paying attention to uh, mental wellness in our community, you know, programs that help make us resilient and strong and, and help us support each other. So the Onipa'a candidates support those kinds of social programs as well. And um, we're just, we care about people and we see beyond the normal rhetoric of politics and the normal paradigms that everyone's just been buying into for 50 years and we're ready to live in today's world and plan for tomorrow's world, you know, like the Hawaiians do with seven generations, you know, planning for a future for our descendants, being good ancestors. You know, that's what we're, we're trying to do is, is have this world that we leave behind when we're gone, be a functional abundant, thriving world. Right on. Right on. Um, you know, I, I think that that really helps to be able to extrapolate on that in, 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 a, 
in a positive environment and talk about, you know, the hooey like that because, you know, I'm not not enough I, I don't feel enough of the voters, especially like the younger voters that get lost in like the memes and the and the hyperbolic news. So it's it's good to be able to understand what happens when, you know, a group of people come together in a community and what what forges them together. So thank you for enlightening us on that. Right. And it was really wonderful meeting, you know, because it wasn't the kind of um, event where candidates give up, get up and give speeches. You know, we each gave like a one minute introduction of ourselves and and what we were you know, excited about. But mainly the documentary speaks for us to say what's at stake. And then we, the nature of those events was to mingle with the voters and to really hear from the community, um, you know, what's important to them and to, uh, you know, help educate them about what's at stake, what has been done. I, you know, I'm pretty politically engaged and until we all got together and put together this analysis of things, there were some things that I didn't know that I learned through this process. So hopefully we educated the voters about, you know, what our uh, current council has been doing and what the concerns are for the future. And as well, they educated us about their concerns and where they're feeling pressures and what their desires and wishes are for the future. Dig it. Dig it. Well, uh, you know, not much time left until, uh, you know, final countdown. Uh, in the meantime, where can we find you? I'm a, I have a, a website, robinformaui.com, and we're on Facebook and Instagram. Elect Robin Knox to Maui County Council. And uh, email is robinformaui at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from any voters or community members. We want everybody to register to vote, no matter who you're voting for. That's yes. so important, you know, for all of us. Um, and, you know, it's been a good, it's been a good experience. It's been a good race, gotten to know our opponents, gotten to be a, a team, the only candidates really working together. So I, yeah, overall a wonderful experience and I hope to serve the community of uh, Maui County on the Maui County Council. Thank you. Well, no matter what, I will have to say, for all the monotony you've dropped on me since we've started talking, I would love to have you back no matter what to not only be co able to, you know, comment on, on what's going on if you're in there or, uh, you know, help educate our audience on, on the more intricate details of, like, you know, water and land and how that interacts with, you know, planning and, and, and preparing for our community and, and taking care of it. Right. And in South Maui, you know, which is my residency district, we're actually going through the community planning exercise right now. We have a draft community plan for South Maui that's out for review. And we just named our community plan advisory committee and started those proceedings. So there's meetings every week that the public can participate in. You can review the plan and comment on it. So I would encourage everyone to do that. Dig it. Well, mahalo, Robin, for coming on today. Look forward to more from you in the future. Best of luck on these final days. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Kavika. I really enjoy these discussions. Anytime.
All right. You take care. You too. Aloha. My name is Robin Knox. I'm running for Maui County Council because I care about your quality of life. I am a Kihei resident, mother, grandmother, and small business owner. I have a degree in agriculture and environmental health with 40 years experience as a professional water protector. As a member of your county council, I will put local priorities first. Housing that is truly affordable for all income levels, locally grown food, and a diversified circular economy that keeps profits here in Maui County. I will always take a stand to protect and restore Ina, Vi, and Kai. I will demand accountability and transparency in government affairs. My name is Robin Knox, K-N-O-X, like Fort Knox. You can find out more at my website, robinformaui.com. Mahalo. Paid for by Robin for Maui, P.O. Box 1978, Kihei, Hawaii 96753.